Fair warning, this podcast may contain adult content, adult language, and potentially triggering subjects. I'm Christy, a mom of three who loves all things fitness, paranormal, and anything that'll make me laugh. Hi, I'm Ashley, indie author, writing fiction as A.H. Graham, lover of all things nerdy, sci-fi enthusiast, and seeking balance where I can find it. And that we are going to talk about burnout, which my favorite definition, which I feel really explains burnout. I don't know about you, Christy, but like it's the consumption of the fuel that keeps you going. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's very like, I mean, that's just what burnout means, but like, yeah from the like mental health perspective it's like a physical or mental collapse caused by overwork or stress Mm -hmm. and I think that like both of those definitions together basically mean the same thing like all the things that make you you make you vibrant make you lovely make you feel good like you're tired of all of them you've used them all up and they no longer bring you joy yeah so that's just I mean for me that that just makes perfect sense and it really explains my mood from about the end of October to March Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I just I can't like I feel it coming and I can't really do anything about it do you so you experience this every year, October through March. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause I start feeling bluesy right around that same time. Um, I'm saying bluesy because I experienced the burnout too. I have always with you saying October through March makes me feel like it's seasonal depression. Not mm-hmm. that I'm diagnosing you in any way, but right. that's what I experience is like seasonal depression during mm-hmm. that time. Um, but I agree with the, the, uh, definition of burnout. I 100% feel that. And I have been experiencing burnout this entire year. Yeah. It is. It's got, it's only gotten worse. And when you add in my seasonal depression with it, I mean, I may as well be MIA for the next six months. (laughs) Girl. It's like, I don't want to do anything fun. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see anybody and like mine starts as burnout and then it mm-hmm. slowly morphs itself into seasonal depression yeah and I'm like okay so gotta ride this wave mm-hmm. get this over with and then I can be myself again but then I'm like well that took a really long time why can't I just you know revert back to my normal self all the time like it's bad enough being bipolar like that's bad right but then on top of that I get what I call the doldrums (laughs) where like nothing moves (laughs) I feel 
I feel dull. I feel stupid. I feel unworthy. And I just want to lay around. Yeah. I did that. That's so stupid. Mm -hmm. But that's the way my brain works. So how do you kind of feel like, I know you said like, it's kind of been like all year thing, but like, how Mm -hmm. do you, how does it start with you? Like, how does it manifest itself? The burnout? I feel like this honestly is the first time I've ever experienced burnout. And I Mm -hmm. didn't even realize that's what it was. I just Mm. couldn't figure out why I like, I think I thought it was more of my anxiety, Mm -hmm. um, getting the best of me. And then my ADHD on top of that, like adding them together. Like I can't focus, um, you know, when I'm trying to work and I have to sit and stare at a computer screen for eight hours a day. And technically it's nine hours because I work, I work nine hours a day, um, with a 30 minute lunch break. So I still, it's nine hours. So that way I can get off early on Fridays, but anyway, it's staring at a computer screen that long and trying to keep your concentration And that's when I like started realizing that the ADHD was a thing with me, Um, but I couldn't figure out why I was feeling so blah and just like my anxiety would keep telling me every day, you need to get up and get in steps. Um, You need to keep up your energy. And because I work a desk job, I obviously I can't just get up when I please like I mean I can but I can't um right you know when you work on a production metric you you have Mm -hmm. to stay at your computer for the most part I mean I take my freaking computer to the bathroom with me because I'm afraid to step away from it girl Um, been there done mm, that girl oh I know you know Mm. with you know your previous job working on a production metric, just like me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it takes a toll on your mental health because it's not just like, you know, it's an isolated job as it is anyways, because you just sit and stare at a computer screen all day, but add in working from home on top of that. Mm -hmm. And you have things going on in your house that you can't, you can't just stop and go fold laundry. You can't just stop and go throw laundry in the washer and dryer. Mm -mm. And that if I'm at home and I'm seeing all that stuff, I want to do that stuff. (laughs) So it makes it hard for me to sit still. And, you know, I find myself like getting up and, um, you know, going to the kitchen to make something to eat really quick, taking my computer with me because I, at least I have a laptop and I can do that. So I just think for me, my anxiety was just, just really taking a toll on me. Um, And I realized it was burnout when I was at the point of tears and feeling like I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't know how to function anymore. Um, It was awful. Um, I can remember sitting at the doctor's office. I went in for a physical and after we, you know, took the blood work and everything, she was talking to me about, you know, are things going good? Like, you know like just wanting to, to generally get an idea of what was going on with me um, other than just me being seen for my physical. And I was like, my mental health is just shit right now. And I don't know how to function. And then explaining that I, I don't have a memory anymore. I can't mm-hmm. remember things. I can't remember to do daily things that should mm-hmm. be 
stuff I should remember. I'm not remembering to like, I'm remembering to do things like brushing my teeth when I first get up in the morning. That's like Mm -hmm. the first thing I do because when my feet hit the floor, I can taste that awful taste in your mouth that you get overnight. And I'm like, slipper teeth. Yes, I hate it. And I'm like, "Mm," I have to get to the the bathroom. (laughs) Like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can't I don't know how people mm-hmm. don't do it first like I can't and I'm not even I can't just go eat breakfast and then go brush my teeth um I have to brush my teeth first I can't I just can't function my mouth cannot feel like that Mm-mm. um so it's you know keeping up like that like it, like I try to stay in a routine to like keep myself going and mm-hmm. then you know I was at that point of I don't feel like working out today. I don't feel like walking the neighborhood. Just thinking about walking my neighborhood to get in steps infuriates me. Like mm-hmm. I was at that point and that those things used to bring me joy. Mm-hmm. They no longer bring me joy. No. It's more of a task mm-hmm. and I don't like it. And no, I need to get back. Yeah. See, you feel like same. it's you you want to get back to you you want to mm-hmm. get back to the things that that you enjoy doing and yes. things that once and you enjoy doing you no longer enjoy and it's like how do you get out of that funk and that's when I talked to my my doctor about everything and she's like it definitely sounds like you've got anxiety um mm-hmm. a little bit of OCD uh you've got ADHD is what it sounds like as well mm-hmm. and you know I've I've tried different methods of taking care of the ADHD, like staying on a routine. Yes. Um, you know, cause that helps. Um, but when I'm staying on a routine and I'm still sitting and staring at a computer and I'm literally like thinking about everything else under the sun, mm-hmm. it's not helping me any. No. So messing around with medications, I finally get on something that's for ADHD, but also deals with anxiety and depression. So right now, I'm feeling so much better. Oh, good. Um, yeah, it's, this is my second month on it. They mm-hmm. did up my dosage because I said, I felt like it was helping a little bit, but I mm-hmm. wanted to see if it would give more, if maybe we just did more. And so yes. we're going to try that out for the second month. But um, I do like, I'm not so worried about getting in steps anymore, but I have been enjoying life more. Like I'm wanting to, you know, hang out with my son, like that's 14 and, you know, Lord knows he doesn't have friends because he's homeschooled. So mm-hmm. I like, he'll ask me, mom, will you play pool with me? Sure. Like before? Nah. Right. <laughs> like do you don't, just like, why would I do that? All right. I got so many oh. other things I'm trying to do, son. Why are you asking me that? Because <laughs> I want to like, you know, for nine hours, I can't really do anything. And then mm-hmm. after work is when everything happens and I have to start dinner I have to uh feed my other son you know who's autistic and can't feed himself so then I'm trying to feed me and then trying to clean up my kitchen and um you know trying to get in steps and that was just it was driving me crazy and I'm now I'm just chilling I'm a little more relaxed on getting in steps and stuff you know I get half as many steps in as what I need to but Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that because mentally I feel better and that's what's the most important like I really dove 
deep into like what was physically wrong with me mm. like a few years ago because I have you know chronic fatigue fibromyalgia Sjogren syndrome all that stuff and I really thought like I'm gonna be miserable for the rest of my life like that's just the status quo of my existence and that really sucks but there are things that I can do to make myself healthier and like I was so honed in on that that I ignored my mental health for years and it's just like I feel like we've gotten to this point where we were like I'm not gonna take this anymore I'm not gonna take feeling not my most awesome self yeah and it's like I mean it took me a couple nervous breakdowns Mm. and a bit of impatient to figure it out but at the same time I know now that some of the things that I feel or that I'm experiencing are okay to experience and that sometimes and even my therapist was like sometimes you just need to do half measures you don't have to do everything all at once yeah and I'm like I really don't yeah and that's 100 percent. yeah and I'm like okay I need to fold laundry and tidy up and do some things but I'm not going to do that today because today I'm soaking my downstairs kitchen I said downstairs like I have a kitchen upstairs um (laughs) no Uh ma'am we ain't that status yet Mm, it never will be girl I don't want two kitchens to clean Uh. (laughs) if I I had two kitchens I better have a maid okay girl a maid a butler all the above (laughs) Somebody better be painting my nails by my pool while I'm feeding grapes. Yes. Yes. I need to have some serious status if I'm going to have two kitchens and I ain't cleaning either one of them. Somebody else is girl. (laughs) I ain't cooking either. I got two kitchens, but I ain't cooking. I have a personal chef. It's fine. No, No, exactly, girl. Oh, man. Imagine. Oh. I surely can. Oh my god! Mm. Do do you know how much more mentally well we would be if we had those things, girl? Because we could just enjoy life. If somebody would gift me a staff, yes, (laughs) yes, that's all we're asking for. Just like gift us a staff. staff. I need a. We need a personal assistant. assistant. We need. We need a chef, I need a chef. butler, yes. maid, a pool boy. We need a pool. We need the two need kitchens. Mm-hmm. We need an need elevator a, in this house. I need a drinks kitchen. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting old. I need a, I need an elevator or a lift yeah. or something. Yes. Like, <laughs> let me enjoy a little Bezos privilege here, please. Yes. Like, Girl. let me get some stuff. Like, mm-hmm. toss a gal a buck yes because that is another part of burnout like I realized that I fall into the burnout wholly like I bury myself in it like it's sand like I'm at Mm -hmm. the beach and I only want to tan my face and I've buried Mm -hmm. my entire body in burnout (laughs) (laughs) and then I'm like someone give me ice cream 
right? <laughs> I need ice cream. You have to I feed it to cream. me. <laughs> because I can't move. Yeah. But it's... the world for me, I'm like, the mm-hmm. world's going to stop turning if I don't do this one thing. Yeah. Girl, I, I relate to that so much. It's because we have so much on our plates mm-hmm. with dealing with our household, mm-hmm. our, you know, the, everyone that's in our home depends on us mm-hmm. and we have to deliver on that. And we feel like, like you said with, oh, I've got to do this, but I'm already doing this. So I'm going to wait and put that off. Like, that's exactly how we need to be. Like, we, we don't necessarily have to procrastinate so much that we never get back to it, or it takes us an entire year to do one project type thing. It's just knowing what needs to be done first and conquering Mm -hmm. that and then worry about the other stuff later. But we see an entire list of things that need to be done and we're trying to hurry up and get them all done at once. That is exactly how I work. I, I have to get it all done. It makes me very anxious. Um, and it has to be done to perfection. It cannot be yes. a half measure. Yes. I, girl, perfectionist. Perfectionist genes, man. We we fucking yeah. have them. Um, we do. It, if it's not perfect, I will drive myself crazy trying to make it perfect. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get that. And with you. I wanted to piggyback off of what you said mm-hmm. with experiencing the burnout with all of the stuff. Like, you know, you got all these things that you have to do and you think you feel like you have to do it all at once. And that's when it's like you go into burnout and mm-hmm. you go wholeheartedly into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am reading this book that's called and it's not by no way are they sponsoring um, us in any way, but it's right. called Sex Begins in the Kitchen. It is an old book, um, mm-hmm. but it's by Dr. Kevin Lehman. Okay. He is a psychologist. Um, he wrote this book to help couples like get their intimacy back into their marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm reading it and I just read a paragraph yesterday and it makes complete sense. And I just wanted to to point out what what was happening with this there was a couple that the wife had asked the husband to fix the washing machine because there was something going on with it yeah and he kept putting it off he would say i'll do it this weekend then when this weekend came he would be like oh i'll do it next weekend and then the weekend after that and the weekend after that and she was a i think she was a stay-at-home mom she had three kids she took care of the household Obviously, you know, you and I both can relate because we are, we were both stay at home moms Mm -hmm. and we know that this, I mean, and even now, even whether I'm not a stay at home mom, but I'm a stay at home work mom and I still have all these responsibilities. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. And he kept putting it off and she finally snapped over it. And Mm -hmm. it was like, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for her. Mm -hmm. She literally went into a mental breakdown. Um, she ended up in a psychiatric ward for three mm-hmm. weeks and he, this, the doctor talks about it in this book and says, mental illness is not caught, but is often mm-hmm. a learned behavior that serves a purpose in one's life, either consciously or subconsciously. In this case, the wife was choosing to go under 
And that was her way of making her husband pay attention to her. She decided to cop out of life for a three-week stay in the treatment center, which ended up costing her husband more than $5,000 when if he had just been ahead and called a repairman to fix the washer, this never would have happened. So I don't know how I feel about that wording, but... I think what I took from it, like there's some more after it, but I'm not going to read just because it's kind of lengthy. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) For, uh, (laughs) you know, time's sake. But what he was saying was like in this example, he, the wife did that because she wanted the attention of her husband and the fact that he was never helping her Mm -hmm. and she was trying to catch his attention. Like if you are not helping me, this is what's going to happen. And I think judging from what I'm reading, like she would probably do that again if he ever did it again, but he never did it again because according to this book, these were his clients. Mm -hmm. And he said that after that, their marriage was just blooming. And what happened was he saw how hard it was to be in her shoes, to have to do everything on her own and Mm -hmm. he wasn't helping her he would go out and work and then come home and it was just like everything that had to do with home was her it was all Mm -hmm. her and he straightened his act up and they fell back in love like basically they had fallen out of love at this point because it just been a whole big thing uh there was more to their story but i just wanted Mm -hmm. to give that as an example but i totally get copping out of life um yeah i I feel that in my soul. And I think if I ever copped out of life here, mm-hmm. what the fuck would happen in my household? Your household like, would look like my they house. They would not know how to function. Yeah. It they, would they explode. Would yes. It would yes. explode. Like everything, yes. the world would fall apart and it would all be your fault. And mm-hmm. you would get blamed for things that are not your fault. Mm-hmm. And then like, because it's like, th- that was my first inpatient stay, but that wasn't the first time I'd had a nervous breakdown. I just didn't go in like the psychiatrist that I talked to before was like, you, I'm worried. And I'm like, me too. But what am I supposed to do about it? Because if I'm not at home, like nothing's going to get done. The kids aren't going to have anything to eat. There won't be any groceries. And it's like yet another Testament to the world falls down. If I don't carry it, the mm-hmm. whole time I had my little cold and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I um, no one went to the grocery store, mm-hmm. and um, it was just like nothing happened. Nothing was clean. Nothing was organized. No one did laundry. And now, so it's like even when stuff is going on with you, your household, like everything, no one steps in to to do the things that need to be done. Everything like, stops. Yep, the if world, the world do literally it, does stop. And it's like, if I don't do it, no one does it. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. I don't expect my teenagers to clean and mop the floor, but I do mm-hmm. expect them to maybe I don't know clean the dog, like take the dogs outside, yeah, feed the dogs, which. They do sometimes, but like Bella won't do it because she has to actually physically go to school. Trent will do it if I ask him to, <laughs> but I have to be awake to ask someone to do something. Yeah. 
And it's like, I slept the whole time because I was so exhausted from coughing and I couldn't take cold medicine mm-hmm. unless I t- stopped my meds. So it's like, if I don't do A, B, and C, then the rest of the alphabet implodes and fall apart and turns back into Sanskrit. Yeah. Like, it's yep. like, there's no, so how are we supposed to not experience burnout? Right. Like how Especially, do we, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's like, how are we like, like I'm looking at my room right now because it's like the quietest room in the house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a pile of clothes. Are mm-hmm. they clean or dirty? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Like they're just sitting there and yeah. like some stuff's on hanger, some stuff isn't. And I'm like, I don't remember putting that there. When did I do that? Oh, was it when I had a fever and I was just moving around the house, right. like about to pass out because I had a hundred and two degree fever? Yeah, yeah, that's when that happened. Mm-hmm. I was trying to function while being quite ill, and yeah. then I literally was like, "No, this is not acceptable." And I even felt guilty, like I was telling my new therapist that <laughs> I felt guilty for being sick because the kitchen there's stuff all over the kitchen counter that didn't need to be there i needed to clean my sinks and like clean the bathroom and like i still kept trying to do things trying to keep things running until (laughs) i just gave up because it's like every time i go downstairs i get overheated and it's like we just we carry too much and that's Mm -hmm. why we're always burnt out we're always feeling these anxieties that hover over our heads because Mm -hmm. we literally live and like that story from the book that you were just talking about Mm -hmm. that's a very fight or flight moment right and can you imagine having a broken washer and dryer and having all those kids kids with for weeks like no wonder she snapped i would have snapped after two weeks girl i would have cried actually no i wouldn't have i would have called the damn repairman myself and got that shit fixed yeah you're right i ain't got Uh, time she could have taken some measures let's talk about that here she like, could have taken some measures on her behalf. She, why? Did, I mean, but if he said he was going to fix it, maybe he knew how to fix it and she trusted that he could just fix it and maybe they couldn't afford. Mm-mm. I got um, time. I got time. Right. But, some, but something could have been done. Uh, and that whole time, I mean, I can't I can't go that long without washing clothes. There's no way. Mm-mm. Girl, um, girl, I did one time and I'm still trying to play catch up mm-mm. because I was so burnt out. Yeah. I feel that girl I feel it like I was so burnt out from working full-time trying to be a good girl scout troop leader trying to have a social life doing mm-hmm. all these things because I thought that's what you did when you grew up and I'm like I don't actually like any of these things right <laughs> I don't like socializing why I don't like is socializing thing? why are there people here what's happening <laughs> to me yes but sure enough people it's like that yeah. little that sound on Instagram. It's like, oh my God, people. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Hi. Yeah. I don't know what to talk about. Now I'm so awkward. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. 
Yes, it's it's far it's just easier to mm-hmm. not go anywhere and then you don't have to worry about being socially awkward when you True. do go places. Like we go like on the weekends, like obviously we don't go anywhere during the week because I'm glued to my fucking computer. Exactly. But on the weekends, um, you know, Saturday if it's not like a sport that Nick is participating in, then like I might go out and shop, but mm, I don't know about that. And then Sunday, that's church. We don't talk to anybody. We literally beeline in there. We mm-hmm. sit at the back row. We listen. We leave. We ain't socialized. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have that like desire to be a, like an extrovert. I would. I wish I was, but I'm so much an introvert. Like. I'm, I feel like I'm a super introvert, like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. And no, I, I, know I feel like it's really exactly impacted me the last about. couple of years. I know exactly what you're talking about because mm-hmm. I have a hard time relating to people that I just met and then I get really antsy and then I just have diarrhea of the mouth and can't stop talking. And like, sometimes that works great. Mm-hmm. But other times people are like, I don't want to be friends with her anymore. Oh, no. And then, no. of course, me, I'm like, oh, that was a weird interaction. That's never happening again. Yep. Like, you don't speak. And I don't know what we're talking about. And it's like, I mean, I do know what they're talking about. But at the same time, I just... I can't relate and then they want me to say things and I'm like I have nothing to say on that subject um do you like anime (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know about that but you like anime (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, that's interesting have you watched so it's like you're trying to find something to relate like yes exactly and it's like I am a nerd and I do weird things I still use pen and paper (laughs) like that is such a millennial thing Ashley god get on the gen z boat oh you know no they were hats. I I used to be that person that like I would do better if I wrote it down type thing Mm -hmm. um and even you know when I was in school like in community college I was still that same I needed to write it down um, for me to like know it more mm-hmm. but I'm at the point now where I haven't really had to write anything in so many years that when I actually do because I started journaling mm-hmm. um, like a manifestation journal and that also helps keep my anxiety in order too I feel uh, because I'm like writing down things that I need to do like every day but I'm making sure that I'm staying on the routine of doing it. And sometimes I don't get to some of the things, but it helps me to see it laid out in front of me so that I can kind of time it better and not get so overwhelmed. Um, like, I don't, if that makes sense, it just helps me. I don't know, I guess to see no, it. Girl, but, I've yeah. implemented some things like before I use planners to try to rem- remember appointments and stuff but mm-hmm. now I do it instead of making like a to-do list I write agenda because writing to-do gives me anxiety I feel that I so feel that my agenda is definitely doing 
like journaling, taking my medicine, and then working on my plot for a story or doing morning pages or something like that. And then I expound on only those things and then leave the rest to chance. Like, like, what am I going to do today? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm only going to focus on these things Mm -hmm. and then move on with my life. Yeah. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about burnout and how we cope with things like that. Like, I really want to touch on um, getting like therapy mm-hmm. of any kind because it's, oh, it's such like a peace of mind. But we are going to take a short break. We'll be back in just a minute. And we're back. Um, so we were going to talk about some coping mechanisms, some things that we do to anticipate battle, like try to preempt the burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I sometimes I don't know when it's coming. So I'm really one of those people that are like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to do anything, but I want to do so many things. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. So it's time to do something creative or just veg out and watch old movies. Yeah. And then see how I feel afterward. Because, like, I feel like I was experiencing some burnout, just some personal burnout. Not, like, burnout with, like, because I don't really have, like, a nine to five. So, like writing like it's national novel writing month but I'm not doing that this month because it's so stringent with the word count and I'm like "Mm, I get too bogged down with the word count so Mm. it's like I'm not I'm going to try not doing it this year so I'm not doing that but I just like I don't really want to do anything else like I don't want to I don't know like I don't really want to paint I don't really want to draw. I might journal. Like journal kind of centers me, grounds me, makes me feel a little bit better. And then like, I was talking about planning, but that's something, that's a necessity of just my existence. So I thought since I'm not writing a novel this month, I can plan to write one next month. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does because that doesn't tie you down to the word count mm-hmm. where it's going to stress you out doing it next month versus this month with it being the whatever you said it was the, My bad. no you're fine <laughs> the I, national... i'm dory nice to meet you <laughs> <laughs> no i'm the same dang way but like the national novel writing month like yes. it's it's such a good program and like it does really keep you on track especially if you have a hard time like constructing your story but at the same time it's like I fully am like I just I end up not telling the right story Mm -hmm. so I'm like I'm gonna try not doing it this year and I'm just gonna focus on like other projects right now But then, of course, you know, it's like I was sick for like a month, not a month, Mm -hmm. but like three weeks. So it's like I've been doing like little things, 
like my therapist said, like do half measures to get yourself back into the gear of doing the bigger things or to mm-hmm. just make myself feel better. Like she's like, make it about yourself. Yeah. Because she's like, I feel like you don't do that. And I'm like, I don't. It's like I'm trying to tidy and clean and do all these things, but it's like I don't really like I think I'm doing things for myself because I want it to get done. But at the same time, I'm like, did I have to descale my friggin' kitchen faucet today? No, but it needed to be done and it was a thing that I needed to do. Yeah. So like little, little throwing little sprinkles of water on the bonfire. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. how it feels. Yeah. But at the same time, it does help. Like that's just one less thing that I have to do. And it's like, well, I'll do something different tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I agree with the half measures that for me it's like I have to look at the bigger picture of okay these are all the things that I need to do um you know like we were saying before not having like not trying to do them all at once that's what our problem is so we have to Mm -hmm. take those half measures and that makes complete sense because that's what I've started to do I things that I know are going to give me anxiety for instance decorating for Christmas gives me anxiety why do you ask? Because I have a bajillion things that I put out in my house and I put outside that's Christmas. I put up seven full-size trees in my house Mm-mm. and decorate every fucking one of them. So guess what? <laughs> yeah. And that's just my full-size ones. That's not even the smaller the ones one. that I decorate too. So I have learned to realize Christy, you are the reason you have this anxiety over everything because you put all this shit on yourself and you want to do all of these things, Mm -hmm. but you also feel like you need to be the one that does them. And that's what gives me, you know, anxiety. And that's what in turn turns into burnout. And I decided this year, A, because I have a freaking kitten that likes to climb up inside of trees. And I know that because... I've had kittens before, for one, they have done that. Uh, two, I put up one tree, one full-size tree. No, sorry, three. I've put up mm. three. <laughs> I forgot about the boys. They they have full-size <laughs> trees in their room. Uh, Seven-foot trees. <laughs> and <laughs> I put up one in the bonus room. And Kevin, my cat, I love him so. He is an asshole, but I love him. He starts climbing up in it like up in the bottom of it he's knocking ornaments off i mean i was in the living room for crying out loud and was in the living room and all of a sudden i see a ball roll across the floor and i was like that better not be an ornament and then what do you think i saw running after it kevin yes Mm -hmm. he had brought it from from upstairs upstairs he brought it all the way downstairs and was like like Thanks, Mom, for my giant cat tree. Yes, I just love this. It's so cool. Mom. And I was like, no. And then this tree that we've got in the living room, it has mm-hmm. these bears on it. Um, 
and it has like Christmas lights wrapped around it and whatever, but it has three bears that are on it. It's supposed to be like a wintry tree, but, mm-hmm. um, my, uh, I'm just going to call him my dad, mm-hmm. but he had the tree before and we inherited it when he died. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to use it during Christmas time and they would keep it out during the winter as well. Mm-hmm. And he jumped on that tree and jumped on one of the bears and started kicking the fuck out of it with his back feet. And I was like, bro, stop. And I would say stop. And he would jump off the tree, but then he'd go run back and jump back on it. And I mean, three times and I had to squirt him with water to get him off. And I was like, okay, I'm not putting up any more trees this year. And mm-hmm. it's not even just because of the fact that Kevin the creep and I'm calling him the creep because he creeps on my female cat because he wants to bag her and mount her, but Mm. he's not going to because he's getting neutered next week. So hmm. maybe he'll calm down. Girl. I hope so. I've heard mixed stories. Some people say that their cat calmed down. Others were like, no, he, he was ramped up after that. And I'm like, please God, please, Please be calm down and stop sniffing around her and licking up her juices everywhere she sits because he literally does that. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm just being 100% truthful right now. Like, <laughs> he well, he's that. a cat, so. <laughs> and he's a male. That's what they do. Yeah, he's, um, like, he's a boy cat. Yeah. He can't help it. I know. He can't. He just is like, he's so in love with her. Yeah, um yeah. I just love him so much, but I just want to punt him over the fence sometimes. Um, But yeah, I decided that that was going to ease my anxiety was Mm -hmm. not putting up so many trees, not putting up so many decorations. And I'm like, you know what, then it's a good thing we have a kitten this year because I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to put up a living room tree. That one is the one that gets on my nerves the most because Mm -hmm. that's the one I'm very meticulous with. I'm meticulous with all of them, but I am so meticulous with that one. And all of those ornaments are antiqued and I don't ever want to drop them. Yes. Mm -mm. But it's so pretty. It's my favorite tree. I mean, I mean, I'm going to miss it. RIP tree, but you're going to come out next year. We'll, we'll see. Right. (laughs) We will see. But I've been able to step back, look at things and be like, that's going to give me anxiety. You know, mm-hmm. me me trying to do that Halloween party this year didn't do that because right. I knew it was going to ramp up my anxiety. So yeah. I chose the better road. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's that like we like I said before, it's like we've gotten to a point where we can now recognize what's going to mess us up and we don't mm-hmm. have to tolerate it. Like my new exactly. favorite thing is if I don't want to be in a situation, I can leave it. Yep. And it's okay. And it's like, I didn't go to a couple other things I was invited to because one, I didn't feel great. And two, I just, I didn't want to go because like, there's a sound on Instagram that it's like, don't surround yourself with people that trigger you or when you feel triggered, you're allowed to leave a situation. Like, don't allow that into your new self because you will literally just go back to the way you felt before and I never want to feel like that before again yeah like ever so Mm -hmm. I just like I have to be super vigilant of when I am 
triggered one two beginning to feel anxious about a situation and three not prepare for the worst but just prepare for being my best self really and like that's basically it and it's like well if I feel like I can't be my best self in that moment then maybe that's not the right place for me yeah and I just like you said like I really have to take a step back and evaluate and look and see how I feel about you know what's going on around me is this right do I feel right but it's so much harder doing that than it is to like ignore all that Mm -hmm. and just wear that mask of yeah I'm the life of the party I'm fun I like to do stuff and I'm like (laughs) so like Okay, I was talking about, let's see. I was speaking on really being observant from a trigger standpoint. Like, Mm -hmm. really, like, not reading more into, like, a situation than what's there. But it's like, ask yourself this. Are you comfortable? Uh, If the answer is no, bounce like I can be comfortable in my own skin but then when I'm like trying to make conversation with people and it's just not working and I'm like I I, okay it's like well this was fun but then also I don't want to be fake with people but at the same time I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings but it's like if I gotta go I gotta go yeah yeah it's the thing is that some people are just not like okay there was there was a thing i saw on instagram a, a while back and it was like can we just please normalize when we just want to end a conversation or not be in a conversation anymore just walking mm-hmm. away and i'm like oh my god i wish yeah. that that was normal and where you could just like you would know like that okay well this person is probably feeling some type of way and that's why they left the conversation mm-hmm. and we would just be understanding of it and just move the fuck on yeah but it's not normal and it will it will probably never be normal and I would understand if someone left a conversation because I would be like, bro, I feel that. <laughs> I'll be like, or, you know what? Or <laughs> even like earlier. <laughs> exactly. Or even like politely excuse yourself. Yeah. Like, like, I'm sorry. I need to be anywhere but here. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> and like I've done that before. Like I just well, I needed to like I was at like a New Year's Eve thing and I really needed to like sit down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like I wasn't wearing uncomfortable shoes. I just, I got really like, just, I wasn't feeling right. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I need to sit down. That's all of a sudden I walked off. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, and then like, but what was so crazy is like the lady, like it went from like, she was telling me the story to like deep concern. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're so sweet and I was like thank you for like being so understanding because most people would just think I was rude yeah but at the same time like the next time I was like in that environment there were several conversations that I was like all right and then like just walked off Because, like, either I could, and, like, I tell everybody this, it's, like, I 
I can't hear you and I can't read your lips. Mm. And they're like, oh, sorry. And then they just yell louder. And I'm like, now I just can't understand you. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to. And then it just became very obvious that I was like, I just, I don't want to be here. And it's like, I know that sounds messed up, but it's like, you can be burnt out with like social interaction. Like I really get like hardcore extinguished by social interaction and people are like, oh, you must be an introvert. And I'm like, yeah, hardcore. And it's like, I really wanted to come so I could say hi or bye or, you know, it's nice to see you. But at the same, same time, if I keep running away from groups of people and standing in a corner, mm-hmm. I'm overwhelmed and I need you to not follow me. Yes. But like, if you said that to someone, they would be like, you're so oh my rude. God, that was rude. Yes. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I'm just freaking out. It's like, yeah. dead, and like, it was and, oh, when I was an impatient, the sweetest man was like, he was like what's your goal for today and I was like to remain calm and he was like you are calm and I'm like no I'm not (laughs) and he's like what and I was like I'm not calm at all he's like I I was like I can't breathe and I'm having heart palpitations and he was like uh and I was like I was like I can't breathe and he was like he was just like you're just sitting there he's like are you okay and I was like "Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm And it's Mm. like, people don't always know when I'm freaking out, but it's like, if I run, like, it's like, I'm in like hyper flight now. It's like, I've spent so long in fight mode that I'm in hyper flight. Mm -hmm. So if anything, even sniffs of burning, burning out, using up too much of my fuel, being overwhelming, I'm like, nope, bye-bye. It's like yeah, cartoon where like the little ghost is like, fast boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like that's how quickly I disappear, and it's like I know people. Some some of my friends are like, "Oh, we miss you," and I'm like, "I love you." I don't have the mental capacity to be in your presence at this moment. But again, like you said, that's not really socially acceptable to say to people, but that's literally how I feel. And yeah. it's like, now, it's, it's and like, this is something new. And it's like, I don't know if social burnout is a thing. I should look that up. But like. Like you were saying, it's like we're introverts, but we do like to hang out with our friends. Yeah. But we also have to be hyper aware of who our friends are. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you saying that about, you know, feeling like it, like you feel, you feel like you experience the burnout with social, like socialness. Mm -hmm. Um, That being an introvert that is exactly what it does it depletes your energy to socialize so yeah. you literally extroverts are the complete opposite of us mm-hmm. they are fueled by the socialness yeah. we we get depleted and we are exhausted and it feels like we have just like worked 
10 hours and we're exhausted and we just want to like go sit down or lay down or something you know what I mean yes like I it feels like I've ran a marathon and didn't train one day and didn't wear knee braces and I have on like pumps like that's what it feels like it feels like afterward I'm like I can't wear clothes I can't talk to people I need to be in the dark like that's (laughs) what it feels like after I just you know just social overload and then if Mm -hmm. I but conversely if I sit quietly in a room full of people everyone's like what's wrong (laughs) and I'm like I'm vibing and they're like what do you mean and I'm like I'm just observing mingling eating yeah observing there's nothing wrong with that yeah exactly and it's like that's kind of my like how I feel you know like I have to read the room and then you know kind of get comfortable with the room and it's like oh my god and it's like if I get the tiniest little hair of like a vibe like a vibe that I don't like I'm like I gotta go yeah (laughs) but I mean there's so many ways to experience that depletion and I think if you are a perfectionist and have OCD and like have ADHD, you're on the spectrum, you're bipolar, mm-hmm. like any type of neurodivergence, like you're hyper aware of like being completely depleted and you're mm-hmm. always looking for your exits. Yes. Does that makes sense. Absolutely, girl, because you know what? I look for exits before a, an event even begins, okay? Mm-hmm. So if I get invited to something, I'm already looking for an exit plan. Yes. And it's not that I don't want to go. And mm-hmm. I love I love when people invite me to things. I want yes. to be included. Yes. That's, that's the thing. And I know I struggle with that with some of my friends because they don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll like, you know, there's times when they'll invite me and then they'll just stop inviting me. And then I'll see, you know, that they went and did things with other friends and everybody mm-hmm. else was there. And I'm like, why didn't you invite me? Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, because you don't ever come. And I'm like, but I want to be invited. Exactly. <laughs> it makes you feel good to be invited to things, you know, even if you don't like, and, and, you know, you can't act like, here's the thing is that I want to be invited in advance for sure. I need to know in advance when things are going on, because then that way I can be like, Oh no, wait, I got something going on that weekend. Sorry. Mm-hmm. can't come. You know what I mean? But, yes. But like, I also struggle with that because then it gives me too much time to not want to go. And then I will mm-hmm. talk myself out of going before it comes down to it. Or like the day of, or hours before I'll be like, mm, not today. And girl, I'm you like, know? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, but see, I'm the opposite. If you're going to invite me, I need you to tell me like a month in advance so I can mm-hmm. prepare what I'm going to wear. Yeah. See what the weather's going to be like. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, prepare my exit strategy. Yeah. If I need one and then make sure that Bella's not going over to her friend's house to babysit and that I'm going to have to pick her up and things like that. So like- right. I need you to be like, I know that sounds so narcissistic, but like, I'm not going to come if you're not going to be, or if there's not going to be some modicum of organization or if, 
you're going to want me to do something, but then you only told me on Facebook, which I don't even have on my phone. I have a Facebook, but I don't get on it. Right. And it's like, I have to be organized or then I'm like basically triggered. Yeah. And it's like, I have, I don't want to like gear myself up for a failure, but I also want to have a good time. And if I'm anxious, I can't have a good time. Right. But at the same time, it's like, if that's not going to be the case, don't invite me. Yeah. Like FaceTime me from, you know, like everybody say, hey, to Ashley, she didn't come or something or like text me and be like, hey, we're having a good time. Are you sure? Like, you know, like invite me, but I can't be embroiled in chaos. That's why I always like to come to your events because it's always so chill. And well, like, thank you. And I'm glad. <laughs> and like, we just sit around and talk and it's not chaos and it's not crazy. And it's like, like, yeah. I know like what to say and like talking about fun things. And, but it, if it's just like noise and chaos, I'm like, I can't go. Yeah. Or if, or if I have to do a lot of prep work to like gear myself up, it goes back to that social burnout of Ooh, is this somewhere I really want to go? Is that really what I want today? Right. And if I choose not to go, I'm just not going to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But also at the same time, I do like to tell people like, it's like, hey, I'm not going to make it. And I don't have to explain myself. You know, we honestly don't owe anybody an explanation. And I have found that like, I don't I guess for me, my anxiety would be like, they're going to want to know why I'm not coming mm-hmm. and I feel the need to tell them. And, you know, I like, there's been several, um, I'm not going to say events, but just mm-hmm. like, uh, like once a week would go and eat with a friend and her husband and mm-hmm. we would, um, like I had gotten to the point, like I was trying to make sure that every week I was like, Hey, are we still on for Saturday? Like would try to mm-hmm. make sure of that. And then I was like, okay, if I knew I wasn't going to make it, like sometimes I would just throw in there, like, sorry, I can't make it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, on gym Fridays, like I would be like, Hey, Ashley and I are podcasting or I've got an appointment today. Like, sorry, I can't make it. Mm-hmm. Then I got to the point where I was like, I'm tired of explaining myself. Like, I'm sure she understands and whatever you say is going to be fine. And you don't have to worry about someone thinking that you're just trying to back out of a social situation because you don't want to be in it. You know what I mean? And I think that's what, I think that's what my problem is that I think that people are thinking I don't want to be in the social situation. So I feel the need to explain myself Mm -hmm. and then realize like, I don't have to explain. And like the last couple of times I didn't even say like, Hey, I've got this, this and this going on. It was just like, hey, sorry, I'm not going to be able to come on Friday or Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be there Saturday, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, we shouldn't have to explain. Um, And if they're a true friend, they should just understand. And especially if they know you, like, they understand, like, you know, like you and I obviously would understand um, each other because we we know each other's struggles. We know what we're each going through and Mm -hmm. we've talked about that. So, like, if they're a true friend and they know you, Mm -hmm. then they should know, like, I ain't even going to ask it's it is what it is it's like I noticed that like I don't 
like if somebody I was like hey do you want to do this and they're like yeah and then they're like I'm so sorry something came up and I'm like oh okay and I was like um is there anything you need me to do or like something like that and they're like oh no it'll be fine it's just I just had something come up and I'm like but that's always you know like what people say you know it's like something came up and I'm like well and then I thought about it and I was like I'm like I don't need to know what came up like something else is occurring that you legitimately are like going to have to attend or you need to do and it's like I don't need to know I just want you to be okay and like you know you can kind of tell by people's tone of voice sometimes that it's like you know it's like something else is happening that day and it's just not gonna work out yeah and yeah and obviously if they're choosing to do that other thing it must be important so Mm -hmm. it's not really our business like to know exactly like oh okay well sorry you can't make it and I'm you know yeah I'll miss you but maybe next time talk right and it's like I don't expect anyone to entertain what you know my social life and it's like and I like to do weird stuff (laughs) so it's like when somebody's like oh no I don't want to do that I'm like okay cool it's like that doesn't hurt my feelings but I know I'm strange <laughs> like I'm full. I mean, aren't we all? I mean, we I all are. It. But I it's think like, we all are. Always. Yeah, but it's like the things that I enjoy aren't really things that other people enjoy, right. and I'm okay with that. Like I don't. It's not a necessity for my acquaintances and friends and lifelong friends to completely enjoy things that I do enjoy because that's why we're friends because we are different we are different people and it's like I think we're the most alike of like all of my lifelong friends but like it's definitely like we are different people but we Mm -hmm. have similarities to a point and yep. I think that's why, you know, we are very socially aware mm-hmm. of how each other feels. Yep. And I think it's just somehow, I don't know, it's just a little bit easier to be like, girl, you know what? And then it's like, you know, and then we have, you know, vomit of the brain or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and then we just go off on tangents but yes it's just I think we like there's so many different aspects to like burnout and like being completely zonked when it comes to being a human being Mm -hmm. and I just like I hope that it will get better but at the same time I'm like if it doesn't is the world gonna fall down? It's like probably yeah. not, but yeah. at the same time, I do want to actually enjoy being here on this plane of existence and having children and being married and like having a home and like things like that. Like I yeah. do really want to enjoy all those things, but I just feel like there are times when big Bertha burnout <laughs> is gonna <laughs> pop up and be like girl take a break yeah 
And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, you're right. Because I do feel burnt out. I do feel exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so it's time for me to like take a step back. And like you said, take a step back, breathe, look yeah. around, mm-hmm. and see what things are causing you the stress and the anxiety. Exactly. And it's like it's all connected. We're all connected, but like also the way we think our pathways are connected. So yes, this is just our time to take a step back and realize that we really need to evaluate how we feel and mm-hmm. try our best to communicate it with, you know, other people if you can. But if you can't, just, you know, like my therapist said, girl, do some things for yourself. Yeah. Just for do you. Things. Yep. Nobody else. Things you enjoy doing. I like, I agree with that because that's kind of what I've been doing. And that's why I felt like I've been in such a better mood mm-hmm. uh, and mentally just feel so much better because I'm like, I've got back into reading and, you know, I'm that person that. I start a book and here I am two years later, still haven't finished the Hocus Pocus two book. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah. So no, I totally understand. Forever because I, tr- I try to read like when I think about it, but then when I think about it, I'm always in bed. And then when I try to read, I start falling asleep. So I took it upon myself, all of these like self-help books, like the, the one book that you lent me the um, unfuck your anxiety. Like mm-hmm. I took it upon myself to start reading that and I couldn't put it down. So you know, I got through half of the book, like in one day and I was like, Oh my God, this is so eye opening. Um, you know, it's that. And it's my sex begins in the kitchen book. It's my love dare book. I carry uh, my man and my manifestation journal. I carry all of those with me every single day around the house. And when I think about it, Mm-hmm. I just grab it and because it just makes me feel so much better to just read a page really quick, you know, mm-hmm. like not I say really quick, but I say I say really quick because I can't obviously sit and read for 15 minutes unless right. I'm taking a break from work. But I can sit and read a page um, for like a couple minutes or so mm-hmm. and soak it in and think about it. Um, journal a little bit because I forgot to journal this morning. So I'll journal this afternoon and exactly, um, you know, it just, and in the evenings I started walking on my treadmill and I was like, okay, I'm gonna walk on my treadmill because that's getting my steps in and I'm Mm -hmm. reading at the same time. So it's doing something I enjoy doing Mm -hmm. and I don't have to go outside where it's cold as fuck out there. Girl, I hate the cold. (laughs) Girl, it was like 22 this morning. Oh yeah. I'm so just, mm, I don't. I don't enjoy winter no. and and a little bit of spring. I I need this. No. I need real spring to get here. I need but. real. Yeah, like I don't do. And that and another thing, it's like I don't like the minute it starts getting cold, I start turning into a little crotchety old lady. Mm. Because Girl, same. I, it's like it mm. just it turns me into cement. I'm just sore, but it's really like it's been really eye opening to like compare and contrast like our types of burnout yeah because it's like even though you know we've known each other for all this time but it's like we're different people but burnout is burnout yeah and it's like i hope you know it's like we again we are not medical professionals but 
these these are our experiences this is what we feel when we're going into situations or you know looking at our daily life and it's like everybody experiences it and everyone should have the opportunity to be able to you know look around and see what they can change in their lives even if you don't want to do medication or like if you don't want to you know call it burnout you just want to call it you know like winter you know that seasonal depression or like the winter Mm -hmm. doldrums or you know whatever you want to call it yeah do my personal advice that I would give is the same as what the advice that I was given do something that fills your cup and your cup only even if it's just buying yourself a candy bar or walking on the treadmill while reading I would fall (laughs) it ain't easy it ain't easy like I'm just (laughs) not that coordinated And then I have a cat that gets on the treadmill too. Oh so he's, he's right on my feet, on my heels. Oh my God. Kevin. Oh my God. I love him. He's so but cute. yeah. Yeah. That, but it's that's just... good advice. Thank you. But it's like, I think, I think we all just need to take the time and just do it. Cause like, I know it's not the popular thing. You got to be family oriented or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have teenagers. This is the time that they might need to talk to me, but currently my daughter's at school and I'm pretty sure my son's asleep. (laughs) So they don't need me right now. So it's like, what would I be doing if we weren't podcasting? Probably reading or writing. Yeah. Or watching a show I like. And that's okay because I've done the job like I'm you know they're growing it's it's okay to treat yourself with a little you time of just sitting quietly or meditating or whatever Mm -hmm. so it's like burnout don't let burn don't let burnout burn you out yes don't let it and you know what another thing I what I do Mm -hmm. Um, I found myself in the evenings taking a bath every evening and I read in the bathtub too with the candles lit. Okay. Yes. My best advice would be kind of piggybacking off of yours. Mm -hmm. Do you boo and you cannot fill others cups unless you fill yours first. Exactly. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Yes. It's like make sure it doesn't have a hole in the bottom first. (laughs) because watch out for them pinholes too exactly it's like somebody opened the box of cups with a box cutter and they cut that one it just happens to be your cup Mm -hmm. but tape it up fill it up and then think about filling somebody else's cup but girl like you said you do you boo do you boo you can find us as social sanity podcast on instagram if you have a comment on what we talked about Shoot us an email, social sanity podcast at gmail.com. And that is our podcast. And thank you for listening. We hope it, it helps. Yes. And enjoy the rest of your day, evening, or night. Yes. Bye. Bye.